If you can mentally think in stories and pictures today and are for the analogies and the metaphors that we are walking through as moms amidst Halloween, today's episode is going to be for you because while it's not going to have as many practical practical action steps and kind of how-to lessons, my hope and my prayer is that this episode is going to help put your heart in a posture that's more receptive to the episodes to come in a way that will take action. But I know that if we jump into some of those action-oriented ones, oftentimes we can overlook what is at the root of our concern, our stress, our worry, and ultimately our mom, as moms, our fears. Because what I see happening so often, especially this time of year, is that we have our own ghosts from our own pasts. And we often have our own history with food, or in the case of right now, candy. And it often is at the root of how we are approaching it with our kids, for better or for worse. And so I hope that you can just take today as not so much something that you need to walk away with a tactical to do for, but instead one that you can just tune into and afterwards tune into your heart too, so that you can see what are some of those reflections and things that you need to think through, that you need to work through, so that as I share the next episode, which is very practical how-to, your heart is in a posture and your mind is in a place that says, okay, let's do this. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. All right, walk through this picture with me for a minute. You're going to probably wonder where the heck I'm going with this, but just track with me for a second. Because I'm wondering if any of you, particularly those of you with dogs, have ever gone outside in the dark and say you need to go get something that maybe the kids left out in the yard, maybe their water bottle for school the next day, or their shoes or whatever it might be. You just need to go out in the yard at dark. And as you're walking through the yard, I almost can't even say this without like physically doing the movement. So if you have a dog, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But you're just kind of hopping around, hoping that you're not going to step in a landmine on your dog's poop. And yes, I just went there with you on this episode. So forgive me if I just introduced more potty talk into your car while you're waiting in the carpool line or whenever it might be, because not the point, but I am going to use a few references here, but I promise it doesn't get beyond the PG word of food. But beyond that, I want you to think about this because every time that I have done this very thing, I feel like what I'm trying to do is dodge an issue. It isn't because there aren't actually plenty of issues. There aren't actually plenty of piles of poop that my kids do actually need to pick up. The problem is that I don't have the vision or the path to safely walk through my yard in the dark. And so What happens is I do this funny little hop dance where I'm trying to only really have my big toes touch down just in case one of them lands in an, you know, unsuspecting pile of something I don't want to stick my foot in. And so what happens is I begin concentrating more of my attention on avoiding 
that sensation, that feeling of my foot landing in that nasty pile of dog poop than I do on the way the moon looks at night, the way fresh grass does feel on my the way the wind sounds as it blows through the trees and the leaves fall because I get so stuck on focusing on avoiding that adverse outcome that I miss it. I miss it all. And in case you've never listened to the show before, welcome. I'm Ashley Smith and I'm a pediatric dietitian. And this example is what I think of when I think of families entering into the month of October. Because what I see is that we all begin just walking blindly through the month and we know that the month holds dozens, if not more, landmines. It's the perpetual being booed by our neighbors on a Thursday. And then there's a class costume party on Friday. And on Saturday, we're going to a cookie decorating party. And on Sunday, there's a trunk or treat at church. And so it feels like we just can't escape or avoid this candy explosion that takes over during the month of October. And so rather than coming up with a plan and having an actual vision for how we want to navigate the course of the calendar and the reality of candy being around us and our kids, we all just try our best to dance around the sugar as if we're running through the yard trying to avoid stuffing in dog poop. And it's almost as if we think if we just close our eyes and pretend that these potential challenges, issues don't exist, that we won't step in them, that we won't fall into these traps, that we won't struggle with these things. But I can tell you from working with so many families that we all have to get these thoughts under control. We all have to address what is our plan. Because while we might be able to run through the yard every once in a while that way, or walk through October, or a few of the events in October without a plan and without perspective on how we as a family want to handle Halloween and candy and sweets and treats and everything like that, you can't do that forever. That's not a strategy. That's not a plan. That's literally running through your yard doing a funny dance your neighbor would look at, hoping to not end up in a pile of you-know-what. And so I just want us to go into this month realizing that we need more. We need more than just a haphazard approach where we just hope for the best. And what I want to warn you about is we miss it. We miss it. We miss all the sweet aspects of Halloween. We miss the kids squealing from door to door as they go trick-or-treating the night of because we're already calculating how much candy have they already had. We miss the opportunity to just kneel down next to them in their little classroom and put copious amounts of orange-colored frosting on the sugar cookie with them because we're thinking they do not need more sugar. And we miss these little moments that are so valuable to kids because we can't stop thinking about the sugar. And the sugar is the evil that we're out to get. And we're not seeing that Halloween in the month of October is an opportunity. It is not only a sweet opportunity for us as moms to just relish in the stage that our kids are at and to get to be that person who does Halloween with them and who hasn't yet been replaced by other social events and other friends who they're going to trick or treat with and that. But we get to be this person in their life right now. And we get to show them how to enjoy candy, how to enjoy sugar, how to self-regulate, how to decide if this candy is really something we enjoy and want to eat or could kind of care less about, how to include these aspects of life that are real life. Because what we don't want to do is to shelter our kids so much 
or to restrict them so far that we're missing not only these sweet and sentimental and sacred moments with our children as moms, but we're missing these moments that are so impressionable in these little bodies and in these growing habits of how they're going to eat and how they're going to perceive sweets and treats and things like that for the rest of their life. But none of us are doing what needs to be done and coming up with a plan that doesn't end us in that pile of poop. We're just hoping for the best. And we're running through all the holiday and the Halloween festivities, hoping that's not the end result. So while this episode and really none of my episodes are going to touch on whether you believe we should celebrate Halloween or whether you believe we shouldn't, I believe that's a personal choice. And as a Christian and within the Christian community, I know that it's one that is often debated on which way to go. And so that's not something that I'm going to cover or dive into here on the show. I'm happy to talk about it with you privately. If you'd like to email me or message me, happy to talk about that somewhere else. But for the purpose of this show, And the purpose of this upcoming month, what my hope and my goal is, I will be able to show you how to handle each and every situation that's going to come up as it pertains to candy and added sugar and those situations that we just feel like are very sticky because we don't know how to avoid the inevitable. We don't know how to avoid that landmine and stepping on it that our kid is either a total wreck because all they've had is sugar. Or the fear that we have that we're trying to balance out tolerating and allowing a certain amount of sugar and setting up that food neutrality and making sure that our kids do have healthy relationships with all foods and yet still making it feel to us as moms that their sugar intake is in an age-appropriate amount of moderation. Or that we're wondering how to handle these kinds of situations when we're around a lot of other families and a lot of other parents and people who may feed their families differently. They may approach sugar differently than us. They may be really liberal and allow complete free-for-all all all the time, or they may be really strict and rigid and really absorbed in more of a diet culture type of thinking. And we want to be careful to not project that on our kids. There are so many adverse things that we can be fixating our attention on as we enter in October that ultimately take us away from what matters. Take us away from the moments that we want to look back on. Take us away from the memories that we're building with our kids in the years where we get to do it. We get to be the ones who are the first ones to see them in their costume. And let's be real, we're the ones helping them get into their costumes. But we are their friends of choice at this age and stage for most of us. I know some of you have a little bit older kids. And so the scarcity of time there in enjoying Halloween with your kids is even more limited and even more precious and sacred. But in these early years that we're so worried about each and every morsel that they're eating and putting in their bodies, we risk also missing the moments that as a mom and a mom of three and a mom who has definitely played food cop around Halloween more than I would like to admit in my early years, my hope and my prayer is that this series in October is going to spare you from some of that. And even more so, generationally, it's going to spare your kids from some of that dialogue and those opinions and the actions that are ultimately doing more to harm than to help them when it comes to building a healthy relationship with food. If in listening to today's episode, you realize you don't have a plan, you are blindly running through the dark and just trying to avoid meltdowns and mistakes in feeding your kids, know that you're not alone. One of the most common things 
And I would say probably the most common trend I've noticed over specifically the last year or so in working one-on-one with families is moms saying, how do I help my child have a healthy relationship with food when I haven't even healed mine yet? I'm going to say that again. How do I help my child have a healthy relationship with food when I haven't even healed my own yet? And I know at the heart of it, so many of us are still working through our own things. And I do believe this is a lifelong journey that continues to kind of come into our awareness the further along in the journey that we go. But I want to encourage you that there's so much that can be done and ultimately needs to be done in order to help feed and fuel the next generation with a healthier relationship with food than so many of us as moms have. And so if this is something that resonates with you and you're like, yeah, I do need some help with this. I need to know how to navigate this. I need to know how to operate myself in a way that is confident that what I'm doing is best practice approach. And I'm not just running blindly and trying to dodge the bullets of all the triggering events or scenarios or foods or situations that may be hard for me to know how to handle and equally, if not more so, are hard for me to know how to help my child handle. I want to help you with this. I've been working with an increased number of families one-on-one lately, and I think that's because as we look at the last quarter of the year, we see a lot of events that we're aware we don't know how to handle. And some families might just kind of see the holidays or starting with Halloween there on as just kind of a wash and we'll deal with it later come January. But some families also see we need to gain some traction. So come January, we have our footing under us and we know how to move forward. We're not in the depths of, whoa, we just had three month holiday hangover and now we really need to get food and feeding back on track for our family. And so if this is something that you wanna take action on now and you want personalized action plan to know how to approach with your specific food history, your child's specific food history, and your family's specific feeding environment, all the nuances, all the idiosyncrasies that come with that, I would love to help you customize an action plan and to lay out a map for you so you know how to address those triggering situations. You know how to approach the most challenging feeding situations. And so that meal after meal, snack after snack, candy press after candy request, you know how to approach these. So if this is something that you want help with, go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash work with me, all one word, or you can just scroll down on the show notes and you can sign up for a free 30 minute call there. And this will just simply give us a chance to kind of chat through what would that action plan look like for you? What are some of the areas that you're needing the most help, advice, counsel, support, accountability, whatever it might be, I'm really honored to get to do that with families. Additionally, I want to encourage you that right now, as there's so much misinformation being shared as it comes to sugar, candy, et cetera, would you be a voice of truth? Would you be someone who shares this episode or any of the Veggies and Virtue episodes? You can just tap the three little dots and follow the show but you can also click to share the show or to copy the link and pass it out to a friend via text or something like that or put it on your social if you so choose. But I want you to think about that, especially as we go into the Halloween season and thereafter the holiday season because our schedules are saturated with social events. 
And I want you to think about building up that support system that you have and how you approach feeding your kids. Because if the Veggies and Virtue community is something that aligns with you and your family values, the best way to ensure that you are helping support your child to be raised with healthy habits and ultimately to be surrounded by people who also help shape a healthy relationship with food is to get on the same page as them. And the easiest way for you to do that, rather than saying, oh, hey, this random girl I listen to on podcasts, just send them a link to this show. Send them a link to this episode and talk about how together you guys can listen to this series in October about how to handle things with Halloween. Or as conversations and questions come up with you and friends or you and family about all the sugar, share the show or send them this link so that you guys can have an evidence-based but grace-laced approach to how to handle things like sweets and treats with not only your own kids, but with one another's kids as you create a village around your family's 